Welcome to the IoT podcast powered by Paratus People. Be among the first to find out what's happening in the fascinating and growing world of IoT from the industry leaders themselves. Welcome to the IoT podcast. I'm your host, Tom White. Uh, today, I am joined by Joel Hermans. Uh, Joel is the co-founder and CIO at Gridex. Gridex is really working towards revolutionizing the energy sector based in Germany. Uh, they are really fueling the energy transformation by building a new digital infrastructure for energy transition and providing technology for companies to build new products, applications or services to create future sustainable businesses. Joel, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Yeah, awesome to be here. I'm also very happy. Good. Well, we're happy you're here as well. Um, Joel, maybe just to kick off then, um, could you discuss a little bit about why yourself and the co-founder created GridX? What was the thought process behind this? Because you guys have been going for about five years now, is that right? Yeah, that's that's true. Um, we started uh, roughly in early 2016, um, so quite a while ago. Um, I think my my part of it is is kind of funny in terms of I uh, don't really have a background in energy. Uh, before that, never really really been in that industry, um, and it was more or less by by meeting uh, Andy and David, uh, quite quite visionary guys who who came up with the with the idea of a business. Uh, on a famous Ecuador trip and and uh, wanted to to start a business and at that time I was looking for some new challenges and that's that's how I got got into that whole whole yeah startup thing you know wow so it all started from a, a trip in Ecuador right so uh, people people traveled go, go to find themselves and end up end up starting a business yeah, kind of. From from the story, I know they they kind of came up with that during a trip, like kind of finding themselves probably at some point and and had this idea and yeah, and then they were looking for for someone to join them with a bit of an of an expertise in the in the technology software software side of things. And I was somehow lucky to be at the right place at that time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, decided to join. You know. Good. I mean, often these things happen like that, right? You know, it's right place, right time. Totally. Um, yeah, and, indeed. Uh, the pla the planets align, right? Um, so that so that was five years ago, and obviously um, grown significantly since then. Uh, company is around 40, 50 people at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, planning to to grow even further this year. Um, so so looking for plenty of new people growing fast so that's that's an exciting time i guess yeah yeah well it's nice problems to have right uh, <laughs> indeed indeed <laughs> especially at the moment with everything going on in the world so uh you know good on you and well done to your co-founders for getting into this position uh you know it's not it's not easy starting a business um and certainly the first couple of years are, are often the hardest before you find your feet and actually know who you are and what you're doing um so yeah you know we congratulate you um joel i, I know uh, some of our listeners obviously are going to be fairly interested in what you're developing i understand you have a platform uh is it called the xenon platform is that right uh, that you're yeah you're exactly, could, yeah, could, exactly. You talk, could you talk a little bit about the xenon platform and, and how it's um you know leading the march towards carbon neutral energy 
Yeah, sure. I mean, you, you roughly described it in, in the introduction. So what we're building kind of the, 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 the backbone for new kinds of products uh, companies want to build um, in, in the energy domain. So the whole energy space is moving into more digital, highly connected um, space right now. And I think what we experienced is that we uh, are really good at building technology to help customers uh, go into that space because it requires a lot of knowledge in, in different domains. And so the, the platform we have is kind of exactly this. So it's a, it's a set of software, hardware things, um, yeah, kind of services, components that help people really, really build this kind of products. And uh, each of those solves a specific problem they, they will face along the way and mm -hmm. helps them to, to get started even faster, yeah. Okay, fantastic. And how long have you been developing Xenon for? Well, I guess it's in the end, it's the result of everything we've done in the in the past five years, I would say. Um, usually, uh, as in a startup, probably always you, you kind of shift a bit the, the business model along the way. Uh, and that's what we have done. And at some point recognize, okay, what's the, the real value we have created here? And but in the end, it's it's really all the learnings, the experience we have made uh, trying to launch kind of our own product in the energy domain. And then knowing and learning, okay, what is uh, what companies really face in terms of problems? Uh, what's kind of the uh, the things that can help them? And and that's what what ended up being kind of the platform we have now. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and and what, one of the things that I hear a lot when I'm looking at GridX is is the term smart districts. Um, so a lot of people know about the term smart cities, etc. Could you just yeah. explain? The, the term smart districts and, and what are the functional systems involved in creating a smart district? Yeah, sure. Um, so from the perspective of us, what we are, we are looking into is always like the, the scope of energy and such systems, I guess, like smart cities involve way more uh, kind of parts, but a smart district in terms of what we are working on in, in different projects and research and others, um, it's about a set of buildings essentially um, that are equipped with renewable energies, like a, a PV system you could have, you could have big, big batteries. And then you want to actually, in a, in a very smart and efficient way, ensure these, these, all these buildings um, get the energy they need and are more or less maybe independent from a grid or uh, can, be, can be, yeah, yeah, you just use the energy available in, in, the, in the best uh, possible way. And I think like the parts involved, first of all, like you have a set of buildings, usually uh, there are a couple of different, um, yeah, systems in the, in the electricity or heating domain. And then you have a couple of systems to interconnect them to really understand, okay, what's like the current view, a way you can optimize, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, carbon emissions is obviously a huge issue, isn't it? Um, and there's a lot of companies looking to go uh, neutral, uh, carbon neutral by a certain um, period of time. Um, hence why we're seeing a massive growth in electronic uh, vehicles, electronic um, uh, automotive um, from not just autonomous driving, but you know, EV based as such. Uh, could you talk a little bit about dynamic charging? And 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 how that's supporting this whole EV m movement as well. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, 
dynamic charging is, is also one of the biggest drivers uh, of, of our platform, of our customer base in the, in the past year. Uh, I think, yeah, as you say, well, like we see a rise of, of numbers of EVs and, and the big issue is usually in, in how to charge those EVs. So if you, if you end up having maybe in front of an office building several charging stations and um, you need to kind of like charge, I don't know, you have 10 charging stations and you would need to power all of them with 100% of the, of the possible load, you would quickly end up having a problem at the uh, grid connection point, you know, because usually in, in, in all the per parts of the grid, not all, all uh, parts are, um, yeah, have enough capacity to serve that, that peak power. And so what you end up, uh, also you have maybe like a building that has some, some dynamic in the consumption and you would end up at some point of the day, maybe, yeah, either leading to a blackout if you charge your car or not being able to charge your car at all. And there are basically two solutions to kind of avoid going for blackout. You could then either uh, limit all those charging stations to maybe like 10% or so, but then you would end up increasing the time to charge a car by by 10 basically which is often not really, really what you want right so the other one would be to invest heavily into the grid and increase the capacity available but this is extremely expensive and i think as we grow and grow and and have more evs out there um i mean this investment will like skyrocket everywhere because you need all this infrastructure and Actually, if you if you look at all the consumption, maybe of the buildings, the available capacity, and actually how how much time you have maybe to charge a car, you know, it's it's more of like an optimization problem maybe because you actually could distribute the load you have available across a specific time, maybe incorporating some kind of priorities or some strategies you want depending on which car to charge faster. And you don't need to change anything about the infrastructure because the load you have available is totally fine to you. And that's exactly what we are doing with dynamic charging. We are basically taking the, the device we have, the grid box, as a local, local gateway uh, on the side. We are talking to all the different charging stations. We're talking to a meter that gives us granular data about what's currently being consumed, and then we can dynamically adjust what each individual car is charging. And as a result, you have an order of magnitude less investment cost uh, compared to uh, changing the infrastructure. And in a lot of cases, that's totally fine to go this way because you you do not end up having having the need for such high high power at that place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's often the critical factor in all of this is the infrastructure behind um charging the optimization of charging uh, and i've said it before on, on previous podcasts um, and in conversations with ev businesses that the car tech if we take the automobile industry for instance is so advanced at the moment um certainly from where i am sitting right now in the uk yeah um if you take a porsche uh Taycan, you cannot charge that as quickly as it can receive the power with the infrastructure that we currently have at the moment um and it's kind of like a a race between both parties for from the product that's out there and and the infrastructure so it's really nice to to hear about concepts and and, and things that businesses like yours are doing to to improve that because 
you know, I, I, I think for me as an individual, I'm not sure if I would ever buy a fossil fuel car again, right? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I've had a, I've had a car for two, for two years, a petrol car. Will, will I, will I go and buy another petrol car? I'm not so sure, Joel. Sure. No. Um, and I, and I think and I think if I'm if I'm going to take that step and if and if the people on the street and and for all our listeners and people maybe not be involved in this industry, then they need to be comforted in the sense that they can pull up to a a fuel station um, in this in the same manner and be able to charge their cars without having to seek out and find fast chargers and for it to be done on a on a good setup on a good system. In fact. Um, you may know Carl uh, Swab from the World Economic Forum. He published a book on Industry 4.0, and he said many, many years ago that there will always be a race between um, the product and service the private industry are delivering and how the cities can keep up with this and how the connected cities and, and, and certainly the districts, the term that you know, you're using within GridX, can keep pace with products that are coming out. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what unfolds, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the whole point, as you mentioned. Like, uh, there's always a back and forth, probably between the the demand we have for for something like this, and then how we how we can actually uh, actually help all those problems, and and kind of it, it might feel here and there like a workaround to to avoid to 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 find the right solution. But I think it, it works pretty fine. We're seeing a lot of people actually coming up with the problem, and a lot of people also don't thinking about it right now because they are so used to how it works and and so used to how the the whole electricity also works and not really thinking about what like an ev might change there and and how it's different from from all the other consumers you have in the house and i think that's like an interesting space to develop and, and a big big challenge also in the future as we mm. see see the rise of, of evs there yeah 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 absolutely i mean EVs aside, obviously all areas of sustainable living needs to be addressed uh, yeah. sooner rather than later um, to benefit the community, uh, you know, the future of the planet and so on. Um, without revealing too much of GridX's secret source, and I know uh, people haven't signed confidentiality agreements, can you talk a little bit or just at a high level about some things that you may be doing and things that you're trying to produce for the future and, and ideas that you may be having? Um, could that be really interesting for, for myself and for the listeners to understand? Yeah, sure. I, I will try. Uh, that's that's a good question. I think it's it's basically what we just said. Like there are some parts where we where we see solutions uh, growing, like in the in the EV space or in the district space, which are sort of isolated problems often and isolated solutions. And I think what we will see over time, as you say, like it needs to address all areas. So we will see a lot of interconnected things um, that that kind of like work together and, and solve it in a, in a broad scale because like our energy system is not in that isolated spaces working only on, the, on its own, but it's like a, a bigger, uh, bigger system. And probably what we are working in is just like to address kind of all parts of it and to make it possible really to to build kind of new ideas and 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 build new products on top of it and yeah i think a big belief what we have is um that just giving people access to to sort of the technology to do so 
uh, will just be be a, a good step, maybe the, the the most important step to to kind of um, yeah increase the innovation in that space. Yeah, because like the energy market is so so complex. Um, I think a lot of ideas will probably never make it because like the barrier is so extremely high, right? Um, and so we need to to make this probably easier to to benefit from all those brilliant ideas someone might have. And um, I think we experienced some of this on our own and we're now working to to make this easier and working to to make all these ideas people have just like a, a real possibility. And yeah, yeah. And really benefiting like the, the society, the community, everyone uh, from it. Yeah. And I, and I think it's fantastic, right? Because um, ever more so these days, um corporate social responsibility of businesses to do something that will have a positive effect on the world is a lot more paramount you know there's there's lots of concepts and there's lots of focus today on csr diversity and inclusion but overall overall for me it's about tech for good right yeah trying, trying to create something that is going to actually help uh, of course, you're a private business. You know you want to earn profit. You want to you want to grow as as businesses do, um, but it's doing it in a, in a really wholesome way, and that's why I'm always inspired when speaking to people like yourself because there's a real feel good factor uh, with what you're creating and what you're working towards. And I'm and I'm sure that that must be the same for you and and people within your business that you are working towards doing something good, in essence. Yeah, I mean, looking back, probably that was kind of the 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 thing that got me got me really curious about the idea, got me really curious to start in that domain, because it felt like you could actually use your skills you have and and put them to to some good course, you know, like it, it kind of has a purpose to actually do this. Um, sometimes it doesn't feel like this for sure. Uh, you, they're always the tough parts about it, but. Like overall, you are you're looking into something. You're looking into problems that um, that kind of help society to move forward, yeah, and to to move to to like a future like this. And at some point, probably we're uh, we're looking back and and we'll be happy to to tell friends and kids and and whoever is there what we did. And um, yeah, I guess that will be great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Joel, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know you're a busy guy and taking the time out to chat with us today, but I've really enjoyed it. And um, and I'm sure our listeners will as well. But it seems everything's going in a positive step for GridX for you and for what your company is uh, producing. So, you know, good on you and um, we wish you well. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for the invitation. Hope your listeners are going to enjoy it. Thank you, Joel. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe for more episodes in the IoT podcast, the leading podcast among the IoT community.